welcome to episode five of Adriana Brin Podcast. Today, it's just me and Kara, and we are going to be talking about something that we actually touched base on in one of our other podcasts. It's the um, Michael Peterson case. He was the famous novelist whose wife was found dead at the bottom of their staircase. Um, a lot of people think that he did it. Some people think that he didn't, but definitely the circumstances were very mysterious. So we're going to touch on that and go from there. <laughs> so, um, Kara, you don't you think that he did do it? I feel like Michael Peterson, like we had said, is a very likable guy, um, and I all of these unsolved murders or all these wrongfully accused cases, I'm always kind of rooting for these people. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, there's no way they did it. They're just like, you yeah. know, they're wrongfully accused. The evidence doesn't match up. But in this particular case, I unfortunately think that the evidence is just not in his favor and he did unfortunately murder Kathleen. I don't know. And I mean, I've I've watched The Staircase Murder on Netflix. I haven't finished it. Mm -hmm. It was a little too hard to get through because I'm, it's like, you know, causing anxiety. I'm like, what's going to happen? Oh, I binged it. I binged it weekend. <sighs> so I'm at the part where they're going to read him his verdict. I know what happens in the case, but it's still hard to watch it. Um, so his verdict, you know more about that. What exactly did they say? So originally he was found guilty. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was his very first thing in 2004. Three, yeah, 2003, he was found guilty. He then had an appeal and then was released in 2011 on the appeal, but he was supposed to go back to court. Um, and so during the retrial and everything, he basically agreed to something called an Alford plea. And what the Alford plea is, it's where he puts in a guilty plea mm -hmm. in exchange for basically time served. Um, but he stands by that he only did that because he did not want to serve time in prison, but he said stands by that he is an innocent person. Okay. And so with the Alford plea, like I said, he put that in only just to avoid more time in prison, but he's stating that he's not guilty. So how long was he in prison exactly? 2003 to 2011, I believe. 2017. Well, that's when the Alford plea was... He was put into the Alford plea, but he was released, I believe, at some time. So, like, you can see here, on December mm -hmm. 16th, Peterson was released on $300,000 bail. So, he was out on bail for a while as well. Okay. Um, but he wasn't fully, like I said, released, released of everything until I put in that plea. Which was just a little over a year ago. Mm -hmm. So, you can put in that plea, but it's not guaranteed that they're going to accept it. So, right. what made them accept it? Like, um, I... If they had enough to convict him, why would they? Because he was up for, like I said, the he was up for um, parole. He was up for parole, but also they had the appeal going on. They had they wanted to do another retrial, and they're like, this has been going on for the past, you know, fourteen years. Mm -hmm. Let's just call it a day. Call it a day. Yeah, crazy. Mm -hmm. So the whole trial, everything is super crazy and super involved, and. There's a lot of conflicting ideas and a lot of co conflicting points that like both of the sides brought up in court. So Kathleen um, was found at the bottom of their staircase inside their house dead. The weird thing about that is there was literally blood everywhere, all over the staircase and all around her body. She also had lacerations like on the back of her head that were not consistent. According to prosecution, they were not consistent with a fall. Um, 
they were saying that what was it a fire a poker, fire poker. must have done it yep. just by the shape of the lacerations and things like that yep. um but then when did they bring in the owl issue i know that the defense brought up that no those could yep. be from an owl so the defense brought up the owl theory and i believe that was during his appeal process so this was later it was after he was already accused and after he was you know tried um while they're going through the appeal process and they're trying to figure out like okay how can we get michael out like how can we prove that he didn't do this that is when his defense team started coming up with the owl theory they were matching up the lacerations on kathleen's head to that of an owl claw mark um and his defense attorney um durham is his name Mm -hmm. He had seen a similar instance of an owl attack in one of his other trials years and years ago. Um, and sure enough, they proved it at that point for his other trial that an owl did, in fact, you know, attack this person. Um, mm -hmm. And it was because of the claws and the lacerations from the claws. And so that's when they brought the owl theory in, thinking that an owl must have flown in while Kathleen was walking up the stairs to her bedroom, attacked her, and then she fell. But wouldn't there, like, my whole thought is, well, even bringing that up, wouldn't there be any feathers mm -hmm. or proof of any kind of owl? Like, how do you get out? Um, so a re-examination of the hair in September 2008 had found two more microscopic owl feathers. That's interesting. Yep. I didn't know that part of it. Mm -hmm. On her? Like, yep. Okay. Yep. That's so weird. Because uh, I thought that bringing up the owl thing is sort of like a, a laughable Yeah, no, it wasn't that far off. Um, the whole thing, though, and the prosecution's like, well, okay, an owl attacked her, but they weren't convinced of how much, like they said, how much of an impact her head was cracked so much. There was so much blood spatter. They're like, there's no way an owl can do this, but the defense is like, it definitely is possible. But wasn't her head not cracked at all? She had a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that the whole thing was that it was just her skin that was split open. No, no, no. Her yeah. Her, like, actual bone. Yeah. No, she was, she was kind of mingled. Damn. That's where some of the blood spatter came. That's crazy. The whole trial was just insane to watch because, like, they had um, different blood splatter analysts come in and, like, they were given conflicting ideas. Well, and... that was another reason for why the retrial and the um, everything kind of got brought to light where they can do a retrial again because they found out that one of who was it? One of the blood safe specialists for the prosecution, David Spital, um, his analysis was somewhat inconsistent and they found that he didn't do a good job originally he's the one on the prosecutor side correct yeah um and that things like kind of over exaggerated things that things weren't things weren't what they should have been and what he was saying in the original trial mm -hmm. weren't adding up to what they had actually found later in the analyst. well he was saying that there was like um a cast off patterns mm -hmm. of blood and things like that and there wasn't and yep. then the the defense brought in their aunt, blood splatter analyst and he said that um you know yes you have this one drop on the wall that may be a cast off pattern but yeah. there's no pattern and he's like you can't say that there's a pattern if there's just one drop like one drop doesn't make a cast off pattern like where's the rest so, of it and i thought that was a great point yeah so originally apparently i guess his name was deeper the one that the original bloodstain analyst, analyst. Mm -hmm. and he had said that he worked at over, on over 500 bloodstain cases, written 200 reports, and testified in 60 cases. This is what he said in, during the original trial. So that was like his proof of how he's an expert on the mm -hmm. matter. Um, but later, after, like I said, 
the whole retrial. They're kind of looking further into it. His supervisor said that he only did a two-day training course. He oh only testified of four cases. Peterson was the third case he had ever been on. Only written 47 reports, so it was completely... Why would he lie about that, though? Like, that's crazy. He wanted to be an expert witness, and they discredited that in the retrial, so... I wonder if that had repercussions, like, for his career. He did. He got disbanded and he got suspended. And, yeah. So he was... He, I don't think he's a blood analyst any longer. Well, good, because yeah. obviously he's not a reliable right. source. He perjured himself. That's insane. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they made him do time for that, you know? Like, isn't that... What is that? Perjury. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's illegal. You can't do that. No. Um, another weird thing about the Peterson case, too, is the whole Germany side of everything. Mm -hmm. um, so, Peterson had lived in Germany previously for a while. He was in the Marines. He had a friend, um, two friends, a wife and a husband. Another Marine family. Mm -hmm. And the husband had previously died of natural causes. I think he had a, what was it, a heart attack? I think it was something. a heart attack, yeah. Um, and then shortly after, the wife was found in a very similar way that Kathleen was found. Bottom of the stairs, blood everywhere, um, and they had said that she had had an aneurysm and fell down the stairs and that's how that happened. But that was never investigated in Germany. They said that that's what it was, you know, and they did like a spinal tap on her or something that right. supposedly was, you know, in line with it being an aneurysm. I don't know how that works. Right. Um, and. To me, the whole coincidental thing about this is so Michael had was the one that found Kathleen's body, but Michael was also the one that found. It wasn't. List. She didn't. He didn't find her. It was the babysitter. The babysitter. Right, found her. but he came. So after, so he found Kathleen. But mm -hmm. for Lisa's case, the babysitter found her. But he was the first one to run over there and kind of started giving the babysitter direction, like, oh, oh okay, let me handle this. Don't worry. Like, I got it. Don't yeah. you know? To me, it's just like, I don't know. I just didn't. It didn't sit with me well. The fact that, like, he was just so, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it could be a coincidence. It could be. You know, I hate to say that just because it happened there. It was also the last person to see her alive, though. True. But they did say she had an aneurysm, and she did have symptoms previously. Like, really bad headaches yeah. and things like that. So, you know. And then, you know what's funny? Wasn't it his ex-wife who lives in Germany? She said that she was there and she didn't see any blood Yet every other witness who was there saw a ton of blood everywhere. What is right. that all about? I she just blocked it out of her memory or is she like in cahoots somehow? I think so She was interviewed quite a few times in the staircase documentary on Netflix ex-wife and she just seemed very almost to go with the flow if that makes any sense so I feel like she is someone that would just stick by him no matter what it's surprising that they broke up you know he had he was bisexual she had his other thick quirks and maybe romantically it just didn't work out for them but they could have just been really good friends so bringing up the bisexual thing that's really interesting because everybody who they interviewed on this documentary on Netflix said that they had an amazing relationship and it was just so full of love and never argued and just full of laughter and all that. But then after she died and people started digging, they found out that he was actually bisexual and having sex with like men and um, you know, things like that. He says that she knew about it and that she was cool with it. My thing is, if it was something that she was so cool with 
and that she knew about, I feel like it had been even more public for them. Like, you know? Like, why hide it at that point? Why hide it at that point? Like, if there's no... But they were a prominent couple in were, their community. Right, but he seemed to have no shame about it whatsoever. When he was testifying and they were going over how he hired, like, a male escort and everything, he seemed very forthcoming with it and very mm -hmm. open to it. And so my thing is, if she was so okay with it and she was, you know, didn't mind it at all, mm -hmm. I feel like then, yes, they would have, you know, just, it would have been a known thing. Maybe not, you know, paraded around, sure. but it would have been maybe known to their close friends or whatnot. The fact that it wasn't makes me believe that she was not that okay with it. She was not happy with it. And that was probably, a, you know, breaking point in their marriage. Yeah, I mean, I could see that if the prosecution was saying that maybe it's a possibility that that night that she died, she happened to look on his computer, found the emails back and forth and all that, confronted yeah. him, and then that's where see, you know, that's things an, took a turn. That's another thing is I don't necessarily think that she didn't know. Like, I don't think it was an all of a sudden thing where mm -hmm. she found it and that he, oh, now I have to kill her. Okay. I think it was more of a calculated thing where... I think she probably knew for a while, and I think she was probably aware of the situation, and like I said, she probably just wasn't okay with the situation, and it was probably like a boiling point for him. Yeah. You know, he wanted what he wanted, and she wasn't really willing to compromise on that. Yeah, I could see that. That's mm -hmm. my theory. Well, let's see what else is on. To me, I think the children aspect of it all is a little crazy how, so Kathleen has one daughter. Mm-hmm. And then Michael has two sons from his previous marriage with his wife that still lives in Germany. Mm -hmm. But then they have the two adopted children. Right. The adopted children coming actually from his friends in Germany, the husband and wife that passed away, the wife that was found on the stairs after she was de found dead. Mm -hmm. He took in the two girls. I think it's strange how there's such the divide in the family where Kathleen's daughter absolutely thinks Michael did it without yeah. a question of a doubt. But at first she didn't. At first she didn't. But once she changed her mind. Once, once the, like, once the trial started. Yeah. yeah. And then his two sons and the two adopted daughters are just like, absolutely, there's no way he could do yeah. it. I don't know. I just think that's... If I were one of the adopted daughters, I'd be a little, you know... It's interesting that, like, first my dad dies in natural causes. Okay, fine. Then my mom dies. Now my stepmom's murdered. Like, yeah. all these people are tied to Michael. I would just be a little more cautious and a little more weary. But they, throughout the entire series and all of their interviews, they had absolutely no doubt in their mind that he had absolutely nothing to do with it. And I, I thought know. that was very interesting. That was very interesting. His one son, though, did make me feel a little suspicious of him. His one son the was very son? prominent yeah. in the case. Mm -hmm. I also think, especially... You could, I got vibes off the son more than the adoptive daughters. Like, they yeah, don't, I didn't get vibes off of them. Just the son. I just I think that it might also have to be a money thing where he knows Michael Peterson. They're a very wealthy couple, mm -hmm. and I think he knows that you know that money is going to be his someday. Like, why am I going to rock the boat and you know accuse my dad of anything I want? That's true. You know, that's yeah. actually a really good point. That's the vibe. Nobody I got wanted to get off that gravy train. No, that's the vibe I got. Same thing with the two adopted daughters. Like once again, they didn't give off like any weird vibes. They, I mean, to me, it was strange how convicted they were that he had absolutely nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like, okay, so if Michael goes, to, you know, is accused, goes to jail, is in jail for life, death penalty, where they, where were they gonna go? You know, true. They, they didn't have any more family. Right. Their parents are dead. They've got nowhere else to go. 
It's interesting. Yeah. That would make sense. I mean, the whole time you see they're now adult children. All of them are still living in his house. Mm -hmm. You know, even while he was in prison, they were living in his mansion. Yeah. Going about their normal life. Like, so to me, it's almost like, you know, why question it? Like, let's not rock the boat. Yeah, really. I got a good thing going. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. That makes sense. Whereas, like, Kathleen's daughter, you know, she's got, they showed, like, Kathleen's sisters were very close to her. They're accusing Michael. So That's like, true, they were. You know, she had somewhere else to turn. If, you know, Michael's money doesn't work out, you know, in her favor, she can go to her aunt's. What she did. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't really think of it that way that they were all trying to just like, like, why well, rock the boat? That's what I Yeah, I feel like that makes a lot of sense to me. Just especially like I said, his older son, you could just, I don't know, something was off about him. He was very attractive. Well, oh, yeah, we're, just, we're not gonna say he wasn't a cutie. He definitely he was, was. Very good looking, but he was also just, like I said, pretty off. He's pretty off. You know who else is off? Brooke Ramsey. We talked about him last podcast. <laughs> I was just thinking about him with this dopey little haircut that he had in the interview. It's funny. Um, I don't think about him often, no. No? Mm -mm. Just when I'm next to you. That's weird. That is weird. Um, this is interesting. Hmm. Just how he filed for bankruptcy and what Michael Peterson filed for bankruptcy yeah but that was in yeah and then who's Caitlin Caitlin's the daughter who thinks he did it oh okay so how could she do an objection to it though what right does she have to object to his bankruptcy well she had settled I guess she had claimed her wrongful of death claim against Michael for 25 million dollars and it's so that since he declared bankruptcy right afterwards, she's now going to not collect anything. I see. So does it say what was the outcome of that? Caitlin is unlikely so they set, to they, set, they settled for $25 million pending the acceptance of the courts, but since he filed bankruptcy, he doesn't have $25 million anymore. So she's she shit out of luck. That's sort of evil genius on his side. Yeah. Like just settle with it to get her to shut up, right? Yeah. And then just not give it to her. $25 million, though, like... Did he have to sell his house? They had a really big house throughout the whole part of Netflix that I watched. Yeah, that's what I'm looking. Like, where is that's he now? They had the little McMansion for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So, at the end of the series, it kind of do... I think it's, like, 26... 2017, because it's when it was, like, release, released, I think, mm -hmm. after Alfred Lee. Um, they kind of do, like, a recap of, like, everyone, and he... The last they showed that he was staying with his son and daughter-in-law, who now have a baby. That sucks, though. That was the last I showed. I mean, does he even have money anymore? Because then that would sort of, like, ruin the whole gravy train well, idea of everybody else. Like, I mean, he was also in prison for that long. But I think the whole gravy train thing is, like, they had somewhere to live during his whole trial. Like, they had, not necessarily, I don't like they are going after inheritance, because that's kind of another question at this point. But at least they had, like, yeah. But they he got to maintain probably, their lifestyle. He can probably write some books now and make more money than oh, before. Oh, I'm surprised he wouldn't. He's probably working on it right now. He's typing as we speak. Looks like his most recent book was in 2007 while he was in prison. It was a Korean War autobiography. Sounds boring as hell. Why did he write that? Well, because his other books were Vietnam War fiction. And... All right, he needs to find a new topic. Something to like, you well, know. Well, he was in the Marines, so it's probably something that he's very comfortable with. And he knows, you know, 
how to write it. Well, now he knows all about murder. Write about that. People love that topic. He doesn't know anything about murder because he didn't do it, remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jeez. I'd like to meet him one day, but in a very well-lit, crowded place. See, I don't think he's dangerous. I don't think that he's someone that... He didn't come off that way. He didn't come off as someone who would bash her head in. Right, that's what I'm saying. I feel like... I still can't picture him doing that. I don't know. I feel like he's not someone that's just going to snap like out of nowhere. I feel like, like I said, it's a built-up thing, and mm -hmm. then it was like over a period of time. Like, finally, I was like, ugh, okay. But if he did bash her head in, yeah. where'd he do it? Because the blood didn't, the blood splatter didn't line up with that theory either. So, oh, I still think it happened with the fire poker. But how if there's no cast off? Mm -hmm. And they said he wouldn't have had enough strength to do it unless he did it from like you know up high. Like if he did it like this, nobody kills anybody. The defense said that. The prosecutors thought else rule wise. Yeah, that one guy who was discredited or whatever. <clears throat> I don't trust his opinion at all. I trust that um, other blood splatter analyst guy who literally explained it. And he said, like... So you think that for sure, though, that an owl did it? I'm not saying the owl thing. I still think that's crazy. I just think it's all from falling down those wooden stairs. It bashed her head open, you know? Like, there was this one old woman. Um, I have to figure out what case that was. Her um, chairlift got stuck halfway down the stairs, and she tried to get off, and she fell. Fell down the stairs. Busted her head open, very similarly to Kathleen, and then when she got to the emergency room, you know, when they found her and brought her there, the people at the hospital thought that she was bludgeoned with a machete, like, over her head because of the cuts that she had in her head. And nobody was suspecting, you know, after they investigated what happened briefly, nobody suspected she was really hit with a machete. They realized that, oh, she really did just fall and crack her head at the bottom of the stairs. So, I mean, it can happen. That was a very similar case. They should have brought that up. I mean... Actually, that might have happened after this happened, but still. It also says, so evidence inside her body showed Kathleen was left for two hours or maybe more to die. Says a state medical witness, which also, I don't believe the medical examiner that they had. When they had his wife from German, his friend from Germany's body sent over... They exhumed her body and sent it to America. They sent it to the prosecutor's medical examiner who had already said that Kathleen had died, you know, and been um, killed, like it was a homicide. They should have taken it to a neutral medical examiner to get a neutral perspective. Of course this lady's gonna say that lady died the same way. I don't know, I just... Yeah, so I don't trust that medical examiner at all. I just think she seemed very biased, so... Whatever. Like I said, I liked him. I thought he was very personable, but I just don't think that I can believe that he is innocent. Back to that one um, forensic analyst that was fired or whatever. I'm just reading here. It says that Deaver was fired from the SBI in January 2011 after an independent audit of the agency found he had falsely represented evidence in 34 cases, including withholding negative results in the case of Greg Taylor, a North Carolina man who spent 17 years in prison on a murder conviction based on Deaver's testimony. What an asshole that guy was. I'm so glad that he got fired. You know, people like that, to me, represent like, like psychos. Yeah. Like that's a psycho on his own. Like why would he do that for all these cases? He probably got some kind of pleasure out of knowing that he's sending people whether they did it or not was not important to him. 
just sending them to prison or to death row or whatever. Well, it's also quicker. I mean, it's just like, okay, case closed. I mean, yeah, but honestly, if you're a decent person, you wouldn't just play with someone's life like that. This is interesting. So they have the three theories kind of drawn out here. And the theory one is that she just fell downstairs. Theory two, Michael killed her. And theory three is that the owl did it. And they kind of have like the plausibility and all this. Mm -hmm. Plausibility for her just falling down on the stairs, two out of ten. Plausibility that he did it, eight out of ten. Yeah, but who is saying the plausibility? I'm just saying, but the article off there. I'm just saying, I think you're one out of maybe thousands of people that think that she just fell down the stairs and he's innocent. Well, that other case with that older woman really makes me wonder. It was very similar. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she knew Michael Peterson. She might have. I don't think he bludgeoned her. I think he was still in prison, maybe, or on house arrest when it happened to her. It's possible. You tend to believe, you know, random people and their opinions. I don't believe random people and their opinions. I just looked at the evidence that was presented to me as if I were on the jury. And I looked at the testimony, and I looked at, you know, everything, and I just, like I said, I usually side the other way. I usually say that these people are innocent, but in this specific case, I don't think he is. That's what's so hard about these. It's like, nobody can come to an exact conclusion of what happened. Nobody can say one with 100% certainty that he did it or didn't do it. And it's like, you know, you've still got someone's life hanging in the balance still. Like, that's scary to me. Like, you know, so it's just like... Maybe he didn't do it. Let's say the 1% chance that he didn't do it. But then they still put him in jail. It's like, that could have been an innocent person just because majority of people thought that he did it. Yeah. But that's the justice system. That's what makes it so frightening. I mean, these owl experts think that it's definitely possible that an owl killed her. They're owl experts. Yeah, there is a um, U.S. Army surgeon and owl expert, Dr. Alan Van Norman. There's also a professor of veterinary medicine at the University of Minnesota, Dr. Patrick T. Reddick. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with the owl theory. I want to see her head again. Okay, so Kathleen Peterson um, laceration. I mean, it's similar, but like you said, hot poker could have done that. Like, that could be from the little side poker thing. That could be from the little side poker thing. My thing is, if it is an owl, I just think that it's like an extreme freak accident. Like, the fact that, like, an owl was able to just... Look at this part here. This really does look like this little um, yeah. nail. Crazy. I wish there was some way we could really find out, you know, like what I think happened. everyone really wants to find out. What yeah, happened. but it, how many cases are like this where they don't find out? And maybe the people so don't many. have millions of dollars like Michael Peterson to hire he got a huge us. crew. He was very lucky with the amount of people that were on his defense team. I think like in the series they show, there's like seven or eight people at that table at all times. Wasn't it $3 million? Yeah. Just at for least. his team. I think it was at least $3 million because they kept on kind of asking for more. That to me, like, he was very lucky that he was... He said that, too, in the documentary. He's like, what do people without money do? And they're like, nothing. Public (laughs) defender, yeah. You're screwed. That's so sad. I definitely think without having that defense team, there's no way he would have had the retrial, and there's no way that he would be able to have, like, that Alford plea and 
He probably would still be. There's no way. In jail. Yeah, just normal public defender. So is that why OJ got off? Because he had a ton of people too working his case? I or think what? so. I don't know that case as well. Like I know we were, Ryan was talking about it last time, but it's just cuckoo to me. They're giving a ton of innocent people in prison right now. Well, that's the whole thing. Have you heard of the Innocence Project? No. Oh, the Innocence Project. They work on um, making a murder case. What's his name? I don't remember his name. Uh, making a murderer, Stephen Avery. So these people also help with Stephen Avery's case. But the Innocent Project is, it's not huge, but it is a whole team of people um, that, 25th anniversary, that are trying to overturn the wrongfully accused cases. Wow, so like what kind of people are involved in it? Just like Lawyers. specialists who are volunteering their time? Attorneys, or? yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's I'll leave the now. link down below so you guys can check that out. That so yeah, there's cool. a whole... You could donate to it too. Yeah, you can like. see all the cases. So they actually have a ton of cases, apparently, according mm -hmm. to their site. So these are all people that were let out? Uh, these are all people that are either let out or they're still trying to work on. Okay. Um, there's, um, there's a show... I can't believe I never heard of that before. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, there's a TV show on it. Like based off of it, mm -hmm. or it's like really them? No, based off of it. But there was also like a documentary series too. I prefer docu series. Yeah, after innocence is one conviction. Interesting. I gotta check those out. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can crazy. donate to the Innocence Project. See, there's Stephen Avery. He's out though, right? Like, no, he's in jail. He's still in jail. Yeah, I never followed up. They're with trying what to do a retrial with him, or trying to get him. Did they get his nephew out? So I feel like last I heard something. Happened. He was supposed to get released, and I don't know if he actually ever got released. Um, Exonerated after spending nearly two decades in prison for a crime he did not commit. He found fan bars again for the actual murder. That was a different, <sighs> yeah. Dang. His case was all messed up. If you guys haven't checked out Making a Murder on Netflix, which I don't know anybody who hasn't, you should probably go check it out. Very interesting case. So yeah, okay, this was, yeah, he's not released yet. So the whole thing is like, he was supposed to be released, they filed for a petition or something, and then the case was dismissed for his nephew. He's so been, his nephew's out? That means he's not he, out. Oh, they just dismissed it like they're not even going to look uh, at 25th, it? On June 25th, 2018, it was denied. Oh, okay, denied. So that's the whole thing. Is he, his nephew's been going in and out, like he's been saying, like, they release him. And his nephew had like developmental problems, right? And it was never confirmed, but like he definitely there was some sort of learning disability there for sure. My understanding was that they like sort of like they forced took him they into. Took, yeah. They say his confessions were coerced, and that they definitely took advantage of him because I think he was sixteen or seventeen when mm -hmm. this was all going on, and through his interview process, he didn't have a legal guardian with him the entire time. I know. Because 
he didn't know he needed one. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think he's been released yet. Rules against, the court rules against a review of this possibility. Yeah. That is so messed up. And the whole messed up part, I think, is they said for sure, like, he was going to get released, and then they denied it. That's the worst. And this is very recent. This was like giving hope to somebody and then taking mm -hmm. it away. Yeah, so he's not released. Never thought he was supposed to be. And he isn't. That sucks. Yeah. A little bit. On the bright side, it looks like his acne's cleared up. What did he supposedly say was, like, what was his confession? What was his part in it? Him and his uncle raped and murdered the woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, he fully committed, or fully admitted to everything. Dang. But he thought that he was just, that's what he was supposed to do, and that he was just going to be able to go home afterwards. That's so sad. Mm hmm Just a little kid. Just a little kid, like I said, he had some learning disabilities and small town, and he didn't really know any better. He should have watched a docu-series on how people get tricked. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing, is I think for sure 100% he had nothing to do with it. Stephen Avery maybe, though. I'm not fully convinced. Okay. Valid. Maybe there's a possibility. So what was it again with Stephen Avery or whatever? Like, was he, they found her body in a car on his lot or what was it? They found her body, they found her car on his lot, I thought it was. Oh, just the car? Did they find her body? Yeah, and she was burned in a pit near the Avery home. Yeah, so her vehicle was found in their salvage yard, blood stains were recovered, and they found her frag bone fragments in a burn pit nearby on his property. Okay. And so he was charged with murder, kidnapping, sexual assault, and mutilation of a corpse. But people were saying that uh, the cops did it, right? That the cops planted the bones and stuff? They, yeah, they, their suspicion that, so Stephen Avery had already, like we said, had a whole conviction before that he was, you know, kind of known as a shady guy. And so they think that police just kind of wrap this up and give some closure and say, oh, we know who did it. They think that they might have planted some evidence on him. Okay. You know what's crazy to me that I just thought of? So his nephew, mm -hmm. they don't really have any proof that he did anything. He's stuck in prison. Casey, the Casey Anthony trial thing, you know about that, right? Mm -hmm. The little girl. I don't know too much about it, but I do know that they found some evidence. Um, her body, like, wasn't it like cadaver dogs or something? I, like, know, I know they, the story, but they I don't know. They sniffed out that there was, they confirmed there was a dead body in her trunk and in her car at some point. And there was blood in her car. Um, and then they actually found the little girl dead in a ditch yeah. or something. Yet that bitch is free, to my understanding. I could be wrong. I have to look into it. But mm -mm. I'm pretty sure she didn't get, she didn't go to jail. Oh, yeah, she's found not guilty. You're right. How do you find someone like that not guilty? Didn't even realize her daughter was missing, supposedly. Um, proof that her daughter was dead in her car for an extended period of time, enough time to decompose. And then they actually found her corpse. 
and yet this this woman gets off. Yet that guy's nephew, who there's not real really any evidence, he's still there's not jail. the real evidence, but the confession is the whole thing of him confessing is the problem. Wow. And it was like a recorded confession. They have him on tape, but the whole thing is Brendan D Dacey just full on confessed. So, well, kids, don't confess to something you didn't do because you can't take that back. You cannot. And this bitch, look at her evil face, too. She just looks like a psychopath. He killed a little kid, too. And it was hers, no less. She looks like a psychopath. And now she's probably making lots of money, right? Like, off of her story and Didn't whatever. She, wasn't she doing porn or some sort of, like, sex tape of hers or something? I don't know, but I wouldn't doubt it. There was something... I know Octomom did something like that. Yeah, and I feel like she did something weird, too. Why did they do that? Mm -hmm. They could just make money off of, like, selling their story, probably, or something. So weird. I'm stereotyped. I can't see. And of course, she's from Florida. I lived in Florida briefly. There are a ton of weirdos there. No offense to any Floridians. Florida's My brother still lives there. He's normal. Oh, she paid her lawyer with sex. That's great. Who would want that from her? From her, for like their services. Jose Baez. Did he get in trouble for that? Um. Casey Anthony's former lawyer, Jose Baez, started to sue over claims he had some sexual relations with her. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to do definitely a whole separate episode just on the Casey Anthony thing because it infuriates me. My thing is, like, how does she, at this point, like, does she have a job? Is she, like, recognized on the streets? Like... Yeah, how would she even get a job? She probably makes money from, like, selling her story. She doesn't even have to work. Still, though, I mean, that was 10 years ago. Well, who knows how much money she got? I don't know. Oh, my God. Is this her with OJ? That's got to be a photo-edited thing, right? It doesn't really look like, no. I don't think that's legit. What a dumbass. Crazy. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. It's definitely a shorter one this week. Um, but thank you, Kara, for joining me today. And next week we'll have Ryan again, and he gets to pick the topic this time. So we have no idea what we're going to be talking about. But I'm sure it'll be more lighthearted than usual. He told us it's going to be fun. He wants yeah. to do a fun one. So I said we should do one on death. Or did you say that, Kara? You said We death. decided to do a podcast on death. Uh, he said no. <laughs> Let's do a fun one. So we'll do a fun one next week. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to leave us a thumbs up if you did. And subscribe to our channel where we post these podcasts every Sunday. And apparently I post them randomly throughout the week as well. So yeah, stick around for our next episode. Thank you.